It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. And that's our cue to uh, start uh, talking. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, welcome aboard. We've got uh, basketball to talk about from Monday, basketball to talk about from last night. I saw a doozy whopper, if that's a thing. That might, I mean, your game last night might end up in our best games of the year. You know, and, and jokingly, uh, I gave a, just a, a wild, goofy score, and I said 12 overtimes. <laughs> and, yeah, when, when we got into the second overtime, I'm thinking, like, no, I don't want to be right about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, you saw a couple good ones. I saw Marysville claim a league title. I saw Croslex do what Croslex does. Um, I'll give you some of their updated numbers now. What they've what they've been doing over the past three seasons is just stupid. I just like that. Uh, was it one of the Sheridans gave you a, a a tweet or whatever we call it? What do we call it? I don't know call what it, you're referencing. Call it a, a tweet because uh, you, you 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 had mentioned the forfeit. That was thing Gallagher, there, and they laughed about it. And uh, well, I saw one that he that was retweeted it, uh, and you're just like technicalities. Gotta love technicalities. It's a thing, and it happened. Well, the state recognizes it. Whatever. State recognizes. Anyway, it. we'll start with Monday. Um, we both <laughs> saw a pair of uh, of wins for our local teams. It's been a light week. Because, uh, yeah, the, the MAC teams are, are done waiting for a waiting for the tournament to start. Oh, we had another team clinch a league title, and they did, or didn't even play. You know, you're just confusing me all the more, but we'll talk about it. Uh, and we'll start with uh, Monday's uh, games uh, first uh, in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty. 
so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Derek Lean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Lean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Lean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Derek Clean by Bachelor. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. We're back with uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. And we'll start with girls basketball Monday. And we'll start with your game, uh, Brady, because, uh, well, there was a championship on the line. Yes, there was. And for a while, it was... uh, going blow for blow marine city and marysville both 15 and 2 on the year and if you were unaware marine city's two losses have come to clausen who's in tied for first place in the silver and marysville who they were playing in a rematch marysville's two losses have been to the champions of the mac blue lakeview and port here on high who's finishing third in the mac Mac red Red. so needless to say these are two very talented girls basketball teams and for the first quarter it felt like marine city was on top uh layla comic got it started early uh she had a a couple buckets 
to, to, to get going, and they had a lead. Marine City, or Marysville crawled back and made it 9-9 to at the end of the first quarter. And you felt like Marysville was lucky to have it tied. They couldn't make a shot. They had open looks. But Marine City felt like they played the better quarter. Then in the second quarter, they got up to a lead. They got the lead up to 17-11. And that was with about three-ish minutes to go, somewhere in that range. And they were up 17-11, and Marysville went on a run. And it was 18-17, Marysville took the lead over Marine City. Excuse me, it was 17-16, no. Marine City was leading Marysville. Anna Oles drills a corner three to give Marysville their first lead of the game with like 20 seconds left to go in the first half. Marine City's trying to push the pace. Ava Grant, who doesn't play a ton, but she's very similar in style to Megan Winston, where just a gnat defensively is going to fly around everywhere and is probably very annoying to be guarded by. <laughs> Gets a steal at half court, goes down the left side, layup at the buzzer, good. And Marys was up 21-17, and you felt like Marine City, again, had outplayed them for more of the first half than not, and they were down, and you could tell they were just a little dejected by how that half ended because you felt like you should have went into the half with the lead. And, oh, boy, did they not recover. Uh, so, like I said, a 10-0 run to end the first half uh, in favor of Marys. Well, they are down six. They go into the break up four. Third quarter comes around. Marysville shuts out Marine City, uh, is up 32-17. So, at this point, they are on a 21-0 run that's spanning – about 10 to 11 minutes. Marine City wouldn't score until there were five minutes left in the game. Marysville went on a, I believe it was a 28-0 run. It was 17-11 and then it was 39-17 if, if my memory serves when Marine City scored their next bucket. And at that point, it's over. They held Marine City scoreless for the better part of two quarters. Yeah. Uh, after being down, what'd you say, 17-11? 17-11, and you felt like Marine City was was ready to go, and they were Marysville was off. They couldn't find a rhythm. And it's not like Marysville's offense did anything spectacular. They scored 9, 12, 11, and 14 points in the in each quarter. We've seen them score 60. Yeah, but but they outscored them 35 to 10 after falling behind by 6. Like stop and think about that. And that's for well, more than more, that was just the second half. half. That was just the second half. Well, you, you said wanted, it was 17-11 and the finals it was 40, 35 35 to 10. 46 to 20. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said 25. No. Yeah, they scored 25 in the second. Yeah. Yeah, 35 to 10 and those 10 points scored by Marine City were after the game was out of reach. And yeah, Marysville won the Matt Gold with a big old statement win. Yeah, undisputed champs as uh, they they run the uh, the gambit. Uh, and Caitlin Kane was Caitlin Kane, but really, like n- nobody was spectacular. No scoring wise in this game. No, not really. Uh, Marysville had a a team effort. They had, let's count it here, five, nine different girls scored. Kara Miller hit two threes, and 
she's just fun to watch. And I think maybe from game one to now, she's maybe the most improved player because she is a guard that can really handle the pressure. And maybe we don't give her enough credit for that is other teams will press and usually they put the ball in Miller's hands to get it up the court. But when she shoots a three and the whole gym knows it's going in, Dennis, you can't drop a ball in better than some of those threes she makes. It's up and then right down the middle, yep. doesn't come near the rim. She only had two threes, and it feels like every time I see her, I expect three or four, but she had eight points. Ava Grant ended with four. Anna Oles had five. Megan Winston had four. Avery Wolters had four. Just a lot of solid contributions, but again, Marysville makes their money defensively. The leading scorer for Marine City was Layla Comet, who had seven and had it all in the first half, and she looked like she was going to be a difference because she didn't play the first time around. These two teams matched up. She came off the bench, was very effective, and Marysville did a really good job shutting down the stars of Marine City. Jade Blanchard had six points. Chloe Austin had four points. No one else had more than three. Olivia Volkman and Isabella Volkman each hit a three. And obviously when you go almost two quarters without scoring, you're not going to have big numbers. But Marysville thrives on their defense. And their zone was shutting down Marine City. Marine City had a few looks. I mean, it was obviously a little bit of bad luck too. But to, to slow down a Marine City team that we know can score, because it seems like every time we read off scores when they're playing someone else, it's like Marysville beat Fitz 61-20, to and then Marine City beat Sterling Heights 62-19. to Like, they put up the same yep. scores outside of each other, but round two goes to Marysville, and they get the league title. But you, you know that... There's likely round three coming up in a few weeks. You'd have to think so. I I know uh, that uh, that St. Clair wants a piece of the action, um, and that uh, you know that they've played Marine City tougher than they've played Marysville, though. Yeah. Um, so that's the team. If if I'm Marine City, the team I don't want to have to play the third time is St. Clair. The team I want to get a third right. crack at is Marysville. It's funny. They're on both sides of the coin. St. Clair. St. Clair's almost clipped them twice. And I'm sure you, you go down in St. Land, they're saying, we can get them a third time. Give us one more crack. And Marine City's like, no, we don't want to have to do this a third time. We want our third chance at Marysville. Yeah, we, we want to show that uh, we're not that far behind uh, Marysville uh, because the, the scores, at least in this one, I know the, the first time around it was a closer final, but Marine City was playing. They were From, chasing the yeah. game all game long because they had just a horrible first quarter. Yeah, well, first half, really. And then they were cutting back into it, cutting back into it. But, Dennis, for the first quarter and a half, it felt like Marine City had the touch. Their offense was doing enough, like, they weren't scoring at will, but their defense was shutting them down. Marysville was having a bad shooting day to start. But it felt like that three from Oles and then the Grant Steele and buzzer beater just deflated them because they, to that point, they're like, all right, we played a good first half, and they went from leading in the final seconds to down four, and it's like, what, what more do we have to do? It, it, I, it looked like that was the feeling. 
You know, I, I had a similar feel in the first quarter of uh, my game at PH on Monday night. Portnier and High, Gross Point uh, South. South is uh, the the team uh, in the, in the red that that is they struggle. Uh, PH has had some tough games uh, recently, um, and the game started with uh, Cameron Richards of Gross Point South, who ended up making seven threes. Her team made eight shots from the floor, and she made seven of them, all threes. All right. She had a third of the made baskets in my 34-26 basketball game. She scored 22 of her team's 26 points. She opened the game with a three, so it's 3 nothing. Gross Point South. But then Portier and High went to work. Ileana Williams scores a couple of buckets, they uh, they knock down uh, a couple more shots. It's seven to three big reds, and you feel like they're in command and that they've taken over the game, um, and that they're they're actually going to run Gross Point South out of the gym. And they do all this hard work, and all of a sudden Richards fires up a three, and oh, it's it's seven to six, just in one shot. It's right. a one-point game. And then she fires up another one. Boom, it goes. Oh, it's 9-7, Gross Point South at the end of the first quarter when it feels like the Big Reds did all the work, did all the good things, played great defense, but a girl knocks down three three-pointers and you're down by – Two at the and it, and it was a weird game too on Monday. It's a makeup game. Kind of felt like neither team was really into it. Well, Monday games are tough in general because depending on the school district and depending on the team, sometimes you can't practice Sunday. Like there are school districts that don't allow you in the gym on Sundays, and I never liked playing on a Monday when I played because you get in there and you feel like you didn't have that warm-up time and it takes longer to get it going. You're coming off a weekend. It's it's just awkward and especially a, a makeup game where for Gross Point South and for Port Huron deflatingly they couldn't have a chance at second place in the league after last week. Um, I don't know. The, the stakes weren't as high, and yeah, the makeup Monday. That's a weird type of game. Yeah. Uh, but basically, PH like they responded, and they they basically they won the game in the second quarter. They they outscored them fifteen to seven in the second, um, and that eight points is the the difference because they win by by eight. So they're up twenty two sixteen at the break. The third quarter is typical PH basketball, six to three. <laughs> PH out and the three was another Richards three pointer, um, and and then the fourth quarter was seven to six for Gross Point South uh, because Richards had a four point play uh, where she knocked down a three and then made the free throw, uh, and that's how she ended up with twenty two instead of twenty one. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, it was uh, thirty four to twenty six. Uh, first off, never seen a game where a kid scores twenty two. And the team only scores twenty six, like that. You're not going to see that a lot. No. Um, and a kid knocked down like seven threes, and it's not a game changer. It it, it ends up like right, really what not was the, mattering. Was it Gross Point North last year that hit like seven threes in the first no, that, three that, minutes. That, that was South, south was, and this wasn't one of the girls. Those two girls have graduated and moved on. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, and the, and the big reds again, 
Nine different players score, just like the, the Marysville game. Top scorer, Julia Gilbert, 10 points. Double digits, rebounds. Handful of blocks. Handful of blocks and steals and just really solid. A lot of assists. Just really all around filling the stat sheet these days um, with good stuff. Ileana Williams only had eight points, but she scores baskets for them when they need baskets. When you go, okay, Big Reds need need to score this trip. They get the ball to her at the elbow or inside the free throw line, and she knocks down that short little jump shot. Yeah. Um, with confidence. Um, you know, Jacobs had a tough night shooting, but still knocked down a three in a key situation and finished with uh, five uh, points. Um, Breland Balon got a lot of minutes in the second half because people were in foul trouble, and uh, she had uh, three points. And, again, just everybody who got into the game did something. Deja Brown only had two points, but it was a huge basket in the fourth quarter that kind of put the explanation point like, South's making a run, and if they get another three from Richards, this is going to be tighter than you want. Oh, Gilbert with a great pass, and Brown with a, with a big bucket, game over. Um, so the Big Reds got the win. Wasn't the prettiest win, but how often have we said that too this year? But, it, but it's just effective, and they, they get so much contribution from so many different people, and they just play such smothering, ridiculous, silly defense. Uh, other, other than Richards, they allowed one basket and four points. Mm-hmm. What did I, mean, I say? It was they're the roughnecks of the red because they just play yeah. such rough style basketball and they do it really well. Yeah. Um, and it's not always the prettiest thing to uh, watch, but uh, they keep getting wins. And so at the end of the night, it's fun. Yes. <laughs> Stevenson beat Anchor Bay 52 to uh, 46. Uh, Lapeer Homeschool, who I'd never heard of before. Uh, this beat Landmark 55-18. to 18. Sandusky, another win. Uh, Cass City hung with them for a little while, but Sandusky put them away 34-24. Another defensive struggle. Um, and actually, that's a lower-scoring game for Sandusky. Give Cass City credit because not many – 34 is usually what Sandusky has at halftime. Right, yeah. Is, is Al within single digits now? I don't think so. I think he's just it's, outside. He's right? getting closer. It's got to be getting close. Let me to see like if I can pull it up. 10 uh, to 12. Um, in the meantime, Harbor Beach beat uh, K-Pack 55 to uh, 19. Deckerville over Genesee 54 to 37. And Carsonville Port Sandlack beat Caseville 35 to 14. Those were the girls' scores. So this looks Monday like um, this is not updated. Um, well, this has at least at 16 and 0 now. This has them at 761, and I think that was at the end of last season. And 16 would put him at what 87, 83. So he's 14 away from Frank Orlando. He's going to get there. Yes. He will, and that's just <laughs> that's just ridiculous. It is. Um, let's see. Uh, there were a handful of boys' games on Monday as uh, well. Imlay City beat Elginac seventy-one to thirty-four. Uh, Elmont lost to Lutheran North sixty-five to uh, fifty-three. That was a tough one for Elmont because uh, they were ahead in that uh, game. And what Lutheran North's only won. 
two, three ball games this year. So that was a tough one. Marlette over Kingston, 57 to 48. New Haven beat Redford Westfield, 74 to 53. And Lapeer Homeschool over Landmark, 77 37. Those were Monday's games in boys and girls basketball. And there's still more to come because we had last night's games. I had a double overtime thriller. And um, uh, I was interested in your game, and then it was just another ho-hum, Crosslex wins again. Yes. <laughs> so we'll talk about that when we come back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. 
Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of physicians and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. I thought Armada-Yale girls basketball was a nice matchup and I was going to get a good game. I had no idea, Brady. These are two really close basketball teams. Armada won the first time around at Yale, 45-34. Their only two losses were to Imlay City. And they're at home. So I kind of put them as the favorite in this one. Yeah. But, you know, Yale came to play. And uh, Armada trailed most of the first quarter. And then with uh, under a minute to go, they took a 9-8 to eight lead. And then our, uh, Yale ended up uh, getting a 3 and going up 11-9 to nine after 1. So Armada had a 9-8 to eight lead. They did not lead in the ball game again until the start of the fourth quarter when they made a basket to go up 32-30. Important, important part of the game. Um, it, it, it was, you know, it was 24-19 Yale at the half. It was 30-30 at the end of three because Ashton Upton made a basket at the buzzer to tie it at 30. Which that seemed to be uh, foreshadowing, huh? 40-40 to 40 at the end of regulation because Ashton Upton made a shot as time was running out to tie the game and send it into overtime. Is that your first buzzer beater? Like, I know you've seen some at the end of, like, quarters, but at the end of a game that... Oh, no. I've, I've had, no, I had this those, year. Well, this this year, yeah. I know you've had some in the past, but I'm saying this year. Is that the first yeah, one? Yeah, because uh, this isn't my first overtime game, but, like, when St. Clair tied up Marine City, they scored with, like, 10 seconds left. Right. And then they actually had a chance to win it in regulation and missed a free throw. Yeah. If I re- recall everything correctly. But, yeah, I think these, these were my first buzzer beaters of the, uh, the year this year. Um, the first overtime was weird because Armada won the tap and scored 10 seconds into the overtime, and Yale came down the, the, the court and 
Griffith drove to the basket, drew a foul, and made two free throws. So 30 seconds into the overtime, each team had two points. Then there were no more points scored until the last minute of the overtime, and each team got two points in the last (laughs) minute. And so it was 44-44 going into the second overtime, uh, which uh, Yale ended up uh, winning the second overtime by five points and winning the game. 52 to, to 47, but just a, a really interesting basketball uh, game. Two teams that kind of mirror each other. They mm-hmm. kind of play the same way. They kind of have similar uh, players. Jenna Griffith didn't have the best night and yet found a way to score 20 points. Um, yeah, you're telling me she played she played good, but she could have had she could have had a great night. Yeah, um, like she only made four shots. She made four two point baskets. She made twelve free throws, but Brady she missed more than she made. So I, I mean, we're talking about like, the kid went to the line twenty four, twenty six times last night. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a, you, you get kids that won't go the whole season and take <laughs> that many free throws, but when. She had to have them. She got hot at the line. I think she made her last four uh, attempts to, to help uh, seal the win. Uh, Abby Dykstra, really nice-looking player, too. 13 points for Yale. Alyssa Barr I like a lot, uh, 11 points. Had I known about Alyssa Barr when I was picking bigs in our yeah. draft, I think I would have taken her. Um, Kimberly Martin only had one point, but she did a lot of like gritty things. She took a charge in the uh, overtime to uh, foul out one of uh, Armada's uh, better uh, players, Drob. And, uh, I mean, it was a, a big play. And Armada, they're probably going to be good for a little while. Yeah, Because they're young. Ashlyn Upton. They're really young. They have two freshmen, right? Yeah. Ashlyn Upton, really energetic, good ball handler, had uh, 10 points, got, got her points all in the second half, all at key moments. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire Sneezak. Well, just know the last name, and, and you know that it equates to good basketball. She had 10 points. Mia Drob, it's not the prettiest-looking shot, but she can bank in a three-pointer with the best of them. She had nine points. Uh, I like Ellen Sutton a lot. That's another big that I wish I would have seen and known about because uh, I, I think I would have drafted her. She had nine points. And, again, they spread around. Haley Schramm only had four points, but I thought Haley Schramm was one of the better players Last night, like when she got into the game, she did good coming things, off the bench. Yeah, and you noticed her. And for Yale, Gracie Ostrander, again five points. So you don't think eh, much. No, Gracie Ostrander. I said her name a lot last night. I said Natalie Long's name a lot in the second half last night for Yale. She only had two points, but her defense uh, was absolutely stellar. This was just a good basketball game. From start to finish, for a brief second in the second quarter, Yale went up by 10, and within 30 seconds, it was back down to 5. Um, and um, I, don't, I think Armada's biggest lead of the game was 3 points. So this was a game that all night long, it's 1 point, 2 points, 3 points, 4 points, and not much more than that. Um, the, it was nip and tuck. Yale led most of the way mm-hmm. uh, and ended up winning the game by five. But it was just a really good basketball game where you didn't know who was going to win 
until there was well, – I knew the game was over when there was three seconds left. Aren't those the fun ones, a random Tuesday night? Like, you knew these two teams were close, but you're not expecting a buzzer beater to send it to overtime, double overtime, thriller. That Those are always the, the, the unexpected ones. Like, the what, the Cassidy-Sandusky game that start off last season. Yeah, so I had no idea what I was going to go It was kind of a random and, game and that and just and wanted to do a game, get the season going. Right. You know, we'd, we'd been uh, – so frustrated by, by the COVID and, and all of that and just go out there and, and you end up getting a great basketball game. Uh, and, and last night, uh, again, like wanted to do this game because these are two teams that I w- want to give more coverage to because well, they've been having yeah. really good seasons, but they've been kind of a, a, a secret because we, we haven't. And I'm really glad that we went out and did this game and going to do North Branch Armada on Friday. Looking forward to to that one because, again, after Emily City, you've got Armada, Yale, and North Branch kind of all slung together, uh, the next three teams in in the BWAC. And those are the only four teams in girls basketball in the BWAC that have winning records in the league this year. Um, and it just looks like those, those three teams, Armada, Yale, and North Branch, are all pretty evenly matched, uh, although uh, North Branch – had to play Emily City last night, and Emily City did what Emily City does, uh, and they won that game 52-36. to uh, 36. Uh, And uh, two other BWAC games last night, Algonac got Elmont 46-30, to uh, 30, and uh, Croslex got the win over Richmond 46-36. to uh, 36. So actually uh, up and down, some pretty good games in the, the BWAC uh, last night, but the Yale Armada game was by far and away the best game of of the night and yeah i'm my my best basketball games this year that i've seen so far have have been the girls games and actually technically last night with that mla city uh clinches the outright BWAC championship mathematically. Well, they're twelve and zero in league, and right? We'll, not that it was really in question. Game? Yeah, I guess you play fourteen because games. if Armada would have won, and they would have still had a shot they, at the top. Mathematically, they yeah. would have had a shot. So, MLA City outright BWAC champs. I think it's their third straight league title for the Spartans. But that was kind of a foregone conclusion once MLA City knocked off Armada the second time. Yeah. Just three other games, girls, uh, Notre Dame prep over New Haven, 39-13. to Memphis beat Merritt, 46-19. to And Peck beat Owen Gage last night, 41-26. to um, Before we get to your game, we'll mention the PH game because I, I list the MAC first all the time because that's <laughs> just, what I do. Uh, and just it, out of habit. And it was Lincoln over uh, Port Huron High, 47-29. to uh, and and actually, folks, that's a pretty good showing by the Big Reds against a, a Lincoln team that routinely scores in the high 60s. Yeah, PH struggled to get out in this one. They're actually down 12 nothing at the end of one. Uh, they, they, they just couldn't hit a shot, it was the report I got. They were down 22-4 uh, to four at the half, but battled back. But holding Lincoln to 47 points, Kind of impressive on its own because that yeah they were leading the MAC and scoring they're averaging I think sixty nine points a game yeah they so scored eighty eight last week didn't yeah they? to hold them twenty two under their average is is impressive so uh, BWAC wise we had three interesting 
non-league games. We'll start with mine. Gross Point North playing Cross Lex. Um, Gross Point North. Give the number. If you don't give the number, you're, you're going to explode. No, I'll, I'll give them after because <laughs> okay. it sets up what's going to happen later in the week. I, I have a <laughs> method to my madness, oh, okay. Dennis. Um, Gross Point North. Um, is trying to kill Dennis again. Uh, they came in, and the, the one guy I was warned about was Adam Aroll. And he's a junior. And the first half, he didn't do much. Neither team did a whole lot. The first three, four minutes, no one could score. I don't think we had our first bucket until about two minutes into the game. It was a feeling out process. Uh, Croslex took a a little lead it was like six to four and then near the end of the first quarter it went bang 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 16 to six end of one and you're like all right Croslex has got this under control second quarter they went into a big lull gross point north didn't do anything super fancy they outscored them 14 to seven but it's not like they went on a barrage of threes just They'd get a bucket, get a stop, get a miss, get another stop. All right, they'd get a bucket. Cross-Lex would score and nothing fancy, but doubled them up and made it a three-point game that I believe it was Andrew Hill who hit a layup at right before the buzzer to make it a three-point game. And um, Cross-Lex and Lance was not happy. <laughs> uh, I mean, you were up 10 in the first. You go into halftime, only up a possession. It shows, and then then Croslex figured it out. Jake Townsend, you know he's a good shooter. He he started off; it was the worst start I've seen him have. Like he was missing shots that Dennis he's he could make with his eyes closed and one hand behind his back, and then he wasn't. Uh, he started hitting threes. Zach Kretsch was a very consistent presence. He's been maybe an underrated part of this Croslex team because we talk about Kalakovich, we talk about McDonald, Townsend, Slanik. Zach Kretsch ended with 15 points. He hit three threes and they were spread out to the point where, you know, no one else is scoring. All right, Kretsch hits a three or he gets open, ha- has a layup. He was really nice. Croslex got out to a 46-31 lead and then ran away with it in the fourth. 19-16 was the final. I did get to see a a, uh, rare Lance Campbell technical in the fourth (laughs) quarter. Um, I still think it's funny, and I I guess I understand why, but it just seems weird that coaches have to go in timeout when they get teed up and they can't stand up. Yeah, got to calm them down. I understand. Got to be a good example. It's it's to discourage – from getting teased because you want to stand up. But, yeah, it's it's always like, go sit in your corner and think about what you did. <laughs> but it was after, real quick, quick sidebar about, I've seen this called very few times. I actually don't think I had seen this called since I'd played. And it's been longer ago than I'd like to admit. When the ball's up top and a guy's running across the baseline and he steps out of bounds, some officials will call it and go the other way I don't like it I have not looked through the rule book to see what the exact rule is but I'm assuming it's to prevent guys from running like five feet out of bounds to try to get open for a play but if a guy if his foot steps three inches over the line who cares why why are you looking for that and Lance didn't like that and he let him know but (laughs) 
They they uh, Croslex was scoring in the second half. They scored a uh, forty two points to win sixty five forty seven over Gross Point North. Jake Townsend had eighteen. Uh, Zach Kretsch fifteen. Trey Kolakovich twelve. Sage Slanik only had five, and he was in foul trouble a lot of the game. Like he picked up two. They put him in with a few minutes left to go in the second, and picked up a block on what was kind of a fifty fifty charge block call. Um, Donovan McDonald had six, but the way Gross Point North was playing, they were playing a zone, which was kind of designed to take away the inside. So he, he stepped back. He didn't try to force anything. They were going around the arc. Uh, as a team, Croslex hit, I believe, eight threes in the contest. So that's a, that's a good night shooting. They get the win. And now here are the numbers. So on games that ha- have been played, they have won 26 straight in the Croslex Gymnasium. And I don't say at home because technically for some of the regional games or what have you, they were the road team. But in that gym, they have won 26 straight games. They have not lost in that gym or a BWAC game in 1,092 days. They have not lost a regular season game that has been played in 781 days. And if they win Thursday at Yale, it will be 50 straight regular season wins of games that have been played, which is impressive. And to put it in perspective, last night was the 100th game coached by Lance Campbell at Croslex. So in the regular season, he has spent more than half of his regular season games on a winning streak. That's pretty good. That is, that's a very crazy number to think about. And he's been there, I think this, is, this would be his fifth season, which is just ridiculous. Those numbers are out of a video game. But as I mentioned earlier, Adam Aralt for Gross Point North, he actually led all scorers with 19. He can shoot the three. There were two shots in the second half. Dennis, he was five feet beyond the three-point line. Guy was in his face. He catches it, shoots. I'm like, that was a stupid shot. Okay, three points, gross point north. <laughs> like, there is nowhere in the gym he can't shoot from. Andrew Hill had 15 for him. He's a nice guard. He doesn't He doesn't try to press, do too much. He takes what's given to him, especially when A-Rolt's getting face guarded by Townsend for 32 minutes. <laughs> he he took advantage of it. But, yeah, Croslex with an 18-point win over a really good gross point north team. I mean, it is what it is. They're 15-0, and 0, and they have Yale, then they have at Richmond, and I believe home against Armada. So those are three games that are going to be that are going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Richmond Brown City. We were interested in this one. Yes. And uh, Richmond got the 74-63 uh, victory. I thought it'd be a high-scoring uh, game. Yeah, it, it ended was, up being pretty high. It was actually game. tied at 52. At the end of three, and Richmond just outpaced them. Daquan Haskins had 22 points. Carl Stevens had 20. Sebastian Mays with nine. So this is the first time, and this is an encouraging sign if you're a Richmond fan, that I think they've had two 20-point scores in a while. It seems like they would take their turns having their big nights. Yeah. Okay, one night it's Haskins. All right, it's Stevens. Now it's Thompson. All right, Mays has his big night. Having two guys going off for 20 is a very encouraging sign showing you can run with someone because if you want to knock off Croslex, 
You have to have multiple guys have big nights, and you be, have to be able to run with them. We, what was it, last show or two shows ago, I talked about how when Cross-Lex has almost been knocked off, very rarely it's because a team has been able to go blow for blow with them. It's because Cross-Lex has struggled. Perform like this next Tuesday, I think. Hey, you'll, you'll be in the game, so... Yale had a big night. They scored 74. I know K-Pac has struggled, but 74-31, they beat K-Pac. And, and for the Bulldogs, who are normally, you know, like if they get to 50, that's kind of a big night for just the style that they play and the way they play offense. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of nice to see them get some points and make some shots and, you know, get some scoring uh, because some nights they struggle. Now, I don't know what happened at the end of the Memphis Ubley game. I, yeah, the report but, was wild. Yeah, wild. And uh, Memphis beat Ubley 51-50. to And I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it an upset because... Memphis beat them earlier in the year. I, I know, they but, must but like, have their Ubley's number. been on fire. They have. They have. And that just muddies up the GTC East race even more. Um, yeah. Ubley's 10-3, and three and they've lost to two teams. Bad Axe, who we've documented really good, and Memphis twice by a combined five points. So here is the GTCE standings. Ubley is 8-2. You have Harbor Beach and Brown City both at 6-2. Memphis is 5-4. They're out of it unless supreme chaos reigns. So Ubley is playing Brown City on Friday, and that one is going to be for control of the GTCs. Now, the good news for Ubley, they've already beaten Harbor Beach twice. Those are the only two losses for the Pirates. Harbor Beach, down the stretch, they have KPAC, Brown City in a makeup game. That is the 21st, so that's, what, five next Monday yep. at Brown City. They have to go to Memphis, to Marlette. That is a pretty tough last three games. But if they can pull it off, they can, at worst, tie for the GTC's title. But they're going to have to be, I guess, their be- for if you're Harbor Beach fan, your best scenario is Brown City beats Ubley because then you get a chance to knock off Brown City and ensure everyone has three losses. Yeah. Then, then you have one of those crazy seasons that we usually get in BWAC football. Where I mean, you end you up with a three-way tie. champions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Brown City, um, their, last three, their last set of games aren't any easier. Home against Dubly, home against Harbor Beach. So back-to-back, hey, you want to win the title, you have two prize fights coming up Friday and Monday. And then at Sandusky, home against KPAC. Didn't uh, so Marlette must have played everybody now because I'm not hearing their name in there. They're playing uh, Harbor Beach, I think. Okay, they host Harbor Beach because that's a team. Again, they might not be in the race, but they're dangerous. Right, uh, Miller and Roberson and those guys make them dangerous on any given night. Yes. Um, real quick before we move on to the next, I we're, since we're just chatting about thumb basketball. Well, I got uh, two more scores. Oh, go right. ahead. Go Deckerville ahead. over Genesee, 67-62. Speaking of thumb basketball. And uh, Carsonville, Port Sandlake beat Caseville, 48-19. Well, you bring up Deckerville. Very quietly, or maybe not so quietly, maybe we need to pay more attention. They're 13-2. 
Their only losses, they lost to MLA City, and they've lost to Kingston. Now, they have had a lot of squeakers. They have been the benefactor of probably some good luck because, yes, you were winning this many close games. You had some luck. They had a three-point win over Peck in the opener. They had a two-point win at Caseville. They had a two-point win at home against Kingston. They had a five-point win at North Huron. They had a three-point win at Akron Fairgrove. They had a five-point win last night against Genesee. They are winning these close games, but they're 13-2. and two. Look out. They might be a team we're talking about making a run in the postseason. Hopefully, I have to see how the districts line up. Maybe we get maybe a Deckerville-Mooney regional game. Ooh, that would be interesting. That would be a lot of fun. That would be As long as it's not in Southfield Christian Tech prep, which is in a cornfield Which is pro- probably what will uh, happen. <laughs> Man, that was a bad gym. That's just a bad. It's such gym. a good team plays there too. Yeah, uh, and, and it, but it's like uh, the the further we go in the playoffs, the bigger and better the gym should be getting. Don't you think? Yeah, you think like, the host. It's, well, it's kind of how we do it in football. We go well, to the nicer region, places. In regionals, football. I understand. Once you get to a quarterfinals, that's when it does really. You you'll go from like there to all right. Now you're at Callahan Hall. Yeah, it's, it's like you know. I don't know, to, to, to go into uh, a, a gymnasium that's, that's smaller than some of the, like, the little church gyms that you go into. It was just weird. to, to and, and it just it feels small, and I don't know. The, the guys might like it because it makes them look bigger. Like the, the <laughs> just it looks cramped and crowded and, and whatever. All right, we'll take a break, and then we'll talk about what's coming up uh, tonight. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did.
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. Yes, the uh, 18th is Friday. You didn't want to give me any warning? I had my headphones off. Oh, well, I thought you were listening. I thought you hadn't turned up loud enough. No, I did not. Anyway... uh where do you want to go? Where do you want to talk about? We got tonight. Oh, and, uh, tonight, I know I'm at uh, Northern. You just got the Northern, one Northern uh, Eisenhower girls basketball. That's a makeup, I believe. That is a makeup. So that's uh, well, that snow week. Well, is that gradually getting replayed. I guess the one <laughs> thing this does mean, I believe. Um, actually, I'm not sure what the tiebreakers are, but if Northern wins in the crossover tomorrow. They would play Romeo. If they lose, I don't know what the tiebreaker goes to. Um, if they would play Anchor Bay or not in a rematch. That first Anchor Bay game was fun because that was an overtime game. Yeah. That was my other girl's overtime game. Yes. 
That was what the first game you girls game yeah, you did this year. First game of the uh, the season for so basketball. That's what that me. means tomorrow, Dennis. Where are we tomorrow? Um, tomorrow I'm in Elmont. Elmont Armada boys basketball. Yes, you are. And where the heck am I tomorrow? What day is it? I you asked me what day it was earlier, and I said today, Tuesday. Today is Wednesday. Yes, it is. You know you, that. You think with how regimented we are. Um, I, I'd get used to it. Uh, tomorrow I have, oh, MLA City at Richmond. That's going to be a really fun basketball game. Should be. It's a big one for Richmond. It is. Because, you know, you, you want to – you're the only team that has any kind of a chance. He says, right. rolling his eyes. Um, but you can't slip up beforehand or it, it takes the luster. The, the, then you're only playing that Crosslex game – to try to be the team that finally beats them. Right. As opposed to beats them for something. Yes. Um, so those are our next two nights. Should be a lot of fun. Those are two big BWAC games tomorrow. And then also... Friday's a lot of fun. Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to Armada North Branch uh, girls basketball, especially after the Armada Yale game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Upley Brown City is very interesting in boys basketball. Yes, I like. I was saying this uh, talking to you before. You've never actually been in Brown City's gym. No, but it has. It's small, but it has that small town feel. Wooden bleachers. The one thing I like, and I hate when schools don't do this. I think it takes away so much from the gym. Brown City have banners all along the the walls and. Basically, you look at that and you can see the history of your athletics. I hate when there's not a lot of banners up. Or The other thing that some schools do, and I don't understand why others don't, are the record boards. I love seeing the record boards. So you're looking around and you're looking for old, oh, I remember, or you're trying to figure out, oh, they were really good at this time. I think it just adds so much character to a gymnasium that, when you don't see them, it's disappointing. I like, uh, and uh, most of the schools in our area do it, uh, the, the MAC schools and the, and the BWAC schools, I like when you have everybody's team up there. The banners? Yeah. The, like, individual. Yeah, that, either that, the, that shows your league. Oh, oh, that I thought you were talking about, like, the team pictures. No, I like that, too. The BWACs are, uh, the thing I like about the BWAC, they're all uniform. You go into Armada, Algonac, Croslex, yep, North Branch. It's same thing, same style. And, I mean, the BWAC's basically the blue or A division. You're either a blue team or you start with an A. Or you're Algonac or you're both. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, Brown City has a nice gym. Uh, but, yeah, I think that really adds a lot. Like, it just – I know it's not necessary. Like, you don't – have to have the record board you don't have to have your your league title banners or your state title banners but i just you know it's fun to look at and it's fun to tell tell the history of your school there and it also helps when we're trying to figure out oh it's the last time this school did x and you go and check um uh thursday I don't think we're going to be able to do any of them, but that's the – so the Mac boys have the tournament. The girls just have a crossover game. Yeah. Friday is everyone but the first place teams. So Cousineau goes to Marine City. That was a three-point game last time those two teams played. Which, by the way, hindsight has looked 
I look very kindly on the Marine City and MLA City wins over Cousino. They're thirteen and five overall, eighteen and two or eight and two in the blue, and their only loss has been to Lakeview, who's ten and zero. That's it. That's yeah. a solid year for Cousino. Uh, Lance Cruz goes to St. Clair in girls basketball. That's another game that that's a that's kind of a, a measuring stick game for St. Clair. You're playing. Obviously, a similar level team in the league above you. You get them at home. That should be fun. Uh, Port Huron goes to Utica. That's a rematch from earlier in the season. Yeah, wasn't that? That was game one, and that was, yeah. what, a two-point game? Two-point game. Think about this. Utica's 13-4 and four and finished third in the white. Well, again, the the, the white has got uh, Brooke Daniels in it, right? Yeah, Lance Cruz North is 9-0. and oh. They have won the league outright, and... Uh, Ford is eight and two in league. I'm assuming they beat Utica twice. They're fourteen and four overall. So Utica, a really talented team, finishes third in the white. That's rough. It's a good thing that uh, the girls' basketball isn't unified, <laughs> like, the like, like the hockey, hockey is, because a Ford Utica combination. With records like that, you know they'd have a good team. I mentioned uh, uh, Northern's either playing Romeo or Anchor Bay. Uh, and then Saturday, they have, like, the championship ones. They're all at, I believe, Fitzgerald. Yes, they're all at Fitzgerald. Um, Lakeview is taking on Marysville in a rematch of what was a dogfight the first time. Yeah. It was a three-point Lakeview win. Marysville was leading late in that game before a big three. Um, I'd have to go back and look. It was a while ago, but they get another crack at them. It's actually a rematch from last year's uh, Blue Gold Championship. So that should be a lot of fun. That's on uh, that's on Saturday. Um, actually, all those crossover games are on are on Friday the 18th. I, they skipped the 17th on this calendar. That's why it threw me off. So, well, we'll talk about that <laughs> Friday again, I guess. Yeah. Um, Anything else going on Thursday? Uh, we mentioned Cross-Lex at Yale and Algonac at North Branch are the other two boys' basketball games in girls. Memphis, K-Pac, Harbor Beach, Cass City, Ubley, Brown City, Peck at CPS, and North Huron at Deckerville in girls' basketball. All right. So I think that does it. Uh, tonight, you are at Port Huron Northern for a matchup with Ike. Port Huron Northern and uh, Eisenhower, and uh, we'll see how the uh, Lady Huskies can do in the rematch. Uh, Ike got them at their place. Uh, I think it was 56-41 to 41 was the score in that one. And then tomorrow, you are out in Almont as they take on Armada. Almont is the one boys team now in the BWAC that I haven't seen. Well, in North Branch. Mm, didn't I see North Branch? No, no, I saw the North Branch girls. Yes. Yeah. And I the am North in Branch boys haven't been playing half their damn games. <laughs> in Richmond for Richmond MLA City. Those should be two big BWAC battles. All right. That's all you got? That's all I got. Oh, you got nothing today. You brought nothing to the table today, Beaton. Actually, another good show. Oh, oh that's what I want to say. Sorry, before you wrap up, um, Thursday actually is the start of the MAC tournament for boys. So. We're going a little long, but I don't care. So in the Blue Gold Tournament, Cousineau goes to Northern. That's tomorrow. You have Lance Cruz going to St. Clair. Marine City has to go 
to Madison. That's in the silver bronze tournament. For the crossovers, Marysville is at Clintondale. Um, Anchor Bay at East Point. Am I missing anyone? I don't think so. Sounds like everybody. Oh, Port Huron High. Did I mention them? They go to Lakeview. Okay. In the worst gym because their their gym's a dungeon and the Aux gym's a palace. You're so bitter. I am bitter about that. He the gets, gym sucks. It gets bitter. <laughs> it's just a just a, and I don't understand it because the sweetest parents in the world and where your bitterness comes from. Anyway, wrap this up. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.